0: And a great good morning to you. Welcome to the show. The Back Nine Boys Golf Show is brought to you by Bridgestone Golf, play the ball that fits you, by CPOMS Resort featuring the Miracle Practice Facility for members, by Mizuno Golf, Reach Beyond, by RSM, proud sponsor of the RSM Classic, giving back to our communities, and by Club Car. On the show, we're going to talk with Dottie Pepper about the FedEx playoffs this week at the BMW Championship, but most of all, her new book, letters to a future champion my time with mr pulver and prior to our talk with Dottie, we're going to talk with long drive as you see right on our screen fast eddie fernandez eddie will be playing in his first pga champions tour event unfortunately at pebble beach and eddie will tell us how he feels (laughs) about bryson entering the long drive competition right after the ryder cup and then we'll talk with rainwear expert michael brown of galway bay just named best rainwear by several publications but first up is good friend fast Eddie Fernandez good morning how are you
1: hey rich how are you great to be with you again
0: it is awesome to have you back and especially on the eve of getting into your first champions tour event and as I said unfortunately at pebble beach I mean how unlucky can Uh, you be uh,
1: I I just have a black cloud over my head (laughs) I I don't know you know I have the worst luck in the world. Right. I mean, you know, first, yeah, I got the exemption and I'm like, you know, what? if I have to start my Champions Tour uh, career, hopefully a lot more to, to come at Double Beach. Now, just a dream come true. I mean, it's just it's incredible.
0: So what will you do to prepare for your event? Would you start looking at it online, virtually look at the holes, kind of decide, well, I'm going to use a three wood here or an iron here. You probably won't be using your driver much, except maybe on the par fives.
1: Yeah, well, I've never been out there, so this will be my first time around. Oh, how neat! Uh, I have a pretty good—I have a pretty good mentor that's going to walk me through the golf course, Graham McDowell. So he's had some. He's success even won there. there.
0: Yes, he has. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. 2010 U.S. Open champ. Yep. So we're going to go over all the holes, uh, you know, a few weeks beforehand, and and I also have. Uh, uh, have an application called Decade where I can kind of map out where I can carry the driver and see what the best uh, location and, and kind of attack the golf course that way because I will attack it if I can. Yeah. Um, never seen it before, but uh, but there are some spots I can I can let the driver fly, so it'll be it'll be fun. Yep,
0: yeah, that's awesome. I can't wait to uh, to see it and can't wait for you to get there and and get down to it. But you've been working hard on other aspects of your game, knowing that this was a possibility of coming up. So you've been working with mm-hmm. Lucas on other parts of your game, short game, putting, chipping, kind of getting on the green and regulation. And how's that gone? Yeah,
1: well, we, Lucas and I just worked on long game. So I'm, I'm, I'm not working with him, uh, per se, on short game or anything else. Dr. Rob Neal, uh, Scott Schaefer, Graham. You know, just just around the greens, Brian Davis, and all these guys who played on tour. Okay. Uh, incredible, incredible wedge players. Uh, show me these little shots around the greens, and uh, and it's just awesome to you know shave a shot here, shave a shot there. Um, so it's it's been fantastic.
0: So if you talk to GMAC, I know your relationship with him has grown over the last couple of years. But what has he kind of mm-hmm. given you some hints about that? you really are going to have to need for Pebble Beach?
1: Well, I think the first thing is uh, I haven't played in a really big event since PGA Tour qualifying in 04. So I played in some mini tour events and my first three starts as a 50 year old or 69, 71, 71. I just missed a cut by a couple of the U.S. senior World qualifying back in June and then we moved. So it was like <laughs> it's been kind of crazy. Yeah. So this kind of came up at the last minute. Um, but I'm just I'm just preparing. Uh, just kind of all I can control Rich is my preparation and my attitude so Graham is uh, he said enjoy it this isn't going to be the last don't think of this as your right as your you know one shot to do it because you know you'll just you you won't play well it's just but if you just go into it and and just enjoy the week and I'm just going to enjoy the walk and again working with my uh, my mental coach Paul Doolin he's phenomenal works with a lot of tour players LPGA players control my attitude and my preparation. That's all I can do. And then just go out and just let it go and have fun.
0: Well, I think that's fantastic. You and I also talked last night about discipline. And mm-hmm. I told you I admired your discipline because a lot of people when they get to your age, especially mine, they kind of just say, ah, forget it. It's not going to get any better. But you're getting better. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, a few years ago when I got into long drive, I wanted to use long drive as a platform to play again when I turned 50, because I was pretty close to making it uh, on the big stage back uh, when I was playing. And when I got into long drive, I said, you know what? A little light bulb went off. I'm like, you know what? If I can have some success in long drive, because I always hit it far, and I could use that as a platform to, to play again when I turned 50. And I, I, I love the gym. I enjoy working out. I enjoy staying in shape. And I figured that would be a huge advantage uh, as right. I got older. Right. And you know, and, and I kind of figured out my purpose was, you know, if if I go on to play full time on the Champions Tour and you know get to play with these legends week in and week out would be, you know, would be incredible. But I think the purpose for me is, you know, what I I have gotten better with age. I've gotten longer with age. So when I hear guys that are forty, forty-five, fifty, fifty-five, say, ah, you know what, it's 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 a lost cause i can't hit any farther i've right. like, lost 25 yards but that's just because i'm getting older right. Well, I, you know i don't agree with that and and i think by me going out and and proving that hey this guy's 50 he's hitting at 380 you know and 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 i have put a lot of work in. it's that's not like i just woke up and all of a sudden you know i've always hit it far but you know, I've gained fifty yards over the age of forty-three years old. So, Jeez, really, um, so it it, it 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 can be done. Now, I've had no physical issues or anything, but, um, but if you want to gain twenty yards, ten yards, twenty-five yards, and it's not like I was spending eight hours in the gym. It was about twelve to fifteen hours a week between, you know, working on my golf swing, getting faster, and and working on movements in the gym that support the speed. Then, you know, as long as you dedicate yourself to doing that
0: um, you know, the sky's the limit. All right. Speaking of dedication, what are a couple of things Mm -hmm. that our listeners, including myself do in the gym to get stronger and or increase our swing speed?
1: So the first thing is, uh, in my opinion, body weight, work on body weight exercises, uh, you know, some resistance training, kind of working, working work in the core work in the back um med ball tosses and it's very very important to work both sides of your body i work forwards backwards side to side diagonal i work in all different directions which is one of the reasons why i've been healthy especially swinging as fast as i do at my age right so it's very important not just to swing right-handed but to swing left-handed i've got some some uh some videos on Instagram that I posted left-handed, which I can swing I've 130 seen those. plus. Yes, lefty. yes. So
0: I could do that if so I swung twice as long as... <laughs> and added them together.
1: <laughs> so it's it, it's a bit it's a huge component to, to health right. really because okay. as long as you, and just like life, right? If you're if you're balanced in life, your bal- your body is balanced, lefty righty, non-dominant dominant side you're going to stay as healthy as you possibly can and just by swinging right-handed right-handed right right, you're doing things one way right it's uh your body's probably going to break down at some point so i've been i've been lucky to to be healthy and kind of have the right trainers um, in the past tommy zuma jeff flagg uh barrett stover uh carl percival these guys have really have been phenomenal for me
0: all right so you go out to pebble beach You've never been there before. It's obviously going to be awesome. Uh I mean, the views are just fantastic. The greens are small. I played there one time. But there's also some guys that you've watched all along in your life. Uh Starstruck. I mean, you know, Ernie Els. I know you know Ernie. But there's a lot of other guys out Uh there that may be playing at Pebble Beach. Uh, It's going to be like, oh, there he is. Oh, oh. But you've got to get past that in order to focus on what you need to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And like I said, it it is a true, uh, it's an honor to play with those guys. You know, I've done Ernie's event a few months ago or else for autism and met him and VJ and Freddie and they were, their eyes were like this big when I was, you know, carrying a ravine 357 on a par five and, and they were, you know, they were pretty blown away, but it's kind of cool to to you know, be able to hit it as far as I do, and hopefully I can bring some eyeballs and some excitement to the Champions Tour, and go out and and play some good golf. Because I'm going out there to play good golf, and not just, not just. I don't want to just be a sideshow, you know. And and I can play this game, and and I'm excited for the opportunity, but I'm also excited to to hang with those guys and learn from them. Um, and Ernie's and the and the Freddies, and you know, Ken Duke is such a great guy. Uh, Texted him the other day. So he's, he's there's so many great guys out there, and yeah. it's just going to be so yeah. cool to, yeah. to be with them and pick their brains. So,
0: All right. Speaking of long drives and somebody that kind of makes everybody's eyes wide open, um, a buddy that you know, Bryson, has entered the long drive contest. Uh, you told me the mm-hmm. other day that you think it's great. There's a lot of people that don't think it's great.
1: Yeah. I think it's great for the sport of long drive. Uh yeah. I mean for, for a guy a guy like Bryson's, you know, stature in the game and what he's done over the last year and a half or two years, I uh, it's it's phenomenal for a long drive. Uh I think he can do I think he could do all right. I I think he can make the final eight. He can't play really? with the Berkshires, okay. the Borg Myers, right. the Justin James, you know, those guys. I mean Bryson is gonna have uh He's gonna have a an advantage just because you get some guys who maybe have never competed or have only competed a couple of times and they're on the tee box with Bryson. Right. You know, there, there's gonna be an intimidation factor regardless if they're faster or not. Bryson's gonna hit it in the center of the face more than anyone. Yeah. So it just uh I think I think it's great for long drive. Um and it's it's gotta be cool for him too, you know. Yeah kind of training and trying to get as fast as possibly can. And I've spent a little bit of time with him just just he's picking my brain I picked his a little bit a year and a half ago and uh I know he knows Berkshire pretty well and they've been kind of hanging out so it's it's really neat for the sport of long drive and hopefully you know it can it can grow with uh with his involvement so pretty pretty cool because yeah. hitting the ball far as far as you possibly can is not easy
0: no it's not I've tried several times and it doesn't work but it works for you <laughs> you know i wish you nothing but success i'll be watching i'll be texting you so uh good luck and uh i'm just so happy for you
1: awesome rich always a pleasure to see you and thanks again for having me on
0: all right we'll talk soon again good luck eddie fernandez long drive champ. all right So, no, take care and he's take care for you take care so we'll be right back uh thank you eddie for being with us with michael brown coo of galway bay but first, we're going to talk to you about Mizuno Golf Clubs. If you haven't tried them, you need to because they are made for performance and feel. And they're going to introduce a new driver coming up in October. Uh, and your irons, the JPX 921s, are so good. They're so soft. The ball comes off so great. The MP20s are built for feel with absolute pre- precision and performance. And then check out the MCraft putters also. Where can you do that? Check it out at MizunoGolf.com. That's MizunoGolf.com. Nothing feels or looks like Mizuno reach beyond. Michael. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Would you do a promo for me saying Mike Brown, Galway Bay Rainwear, and you're listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show?
2: Mike Brown, Galway Bay Rainwear, listening to the Back Nine Boys Radio Show.
0: Okay, one more time.
2: Mike Brown from Galway Bay Rainwear, listening to the Back Night Boys radio show.
0: OK, thank you. We'll be back in a minute. Hi, this is Damon Green, PGA Tour caddy, and you're listening to me on the Back Nine Boys Off Show. And welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. Our next guest is someone that you will want to know, and you want to know why he wants to know you, is because he wants to help you if it rains, he can help you keep dry and still be able to swing. Mike Brown, COO of Galway Bay, I want to talk about the new 2021 rainwear line. Good morning, Mike, and welcome to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show
2: morning rich thanks for having me it's a Every pleasure morning.
0: so tell our audience about galway bay
2: uh, yeah absolutely uh, i'm just wondering if eddie is still available though because he's such a probably a better interview than than me no so no 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 I, no I was super intrigued listening listening to him so um, he's we might want to have him back here but he's a good guy uh, yeah i mean Kidding aside, yeah, thanks for having me, Rich. Um, you know, for those that, uh, I guess our know, listeners that haven't heard of of the brand, we've been around for seven years, and uh, a nice little small company uh, that was founded, uh, you know, in the Atlanta area and, and now resides out of uh, just outside Detroit. We still have some team, you know, spread throughout the country, and, you um, you know our, our focus for sure is is helping the golfer stay dry, no doubt. Um, right. I guess Rich, before I go any further, I just uh, as we're, as your listeners are probably sitting at home drinking their coffee, you know, looking up GallowayBayGolf.com, uh, I did set up a code twenty five percent off, back nine boys: awesome. Uh for our some of our new gear, so um I'm sure they have ways of contacting you post the show and, you know, if they're curious about, you know, how to spell that code, but, um, you know, we can talk about that. You and I offline. Oh, uh, would love to to. do
0: that. That's awesome. Thank you.
2: But, uh, yeah, I mean the, the, the brand, uh, you know, the gear was founded, uh, just trying to create a better pair of golf pants years back. And, you know, it's evolved to where we have a, a few different types of jackets uh, different type of pants, unlined, uh, lined, which seems to be a hit uh, where I'm from uh, in, in the Midwest, you know, during parts of the year. Uh, but, you know, our, our focus is very much on comfort, breathability. Um, you know, the there are, you know, our waterproof, you know, ratings are DWR, um, you know, it's 15,000. So you're, you're not going to get wet. Uh, you know, you're, you know, your, your polo's going to stay dry underneath. So our focus is there for sure. And and there's plenty of those, uh, you know, types of, of I'll say, you know, garments out there, uh, North face is going to keep you dry, but it's not going to be easy to swing right right, in your North face And, and they, they serve a different purpose. And so do we. So, um, yeah, we're, you know, we're, uh, enjoying some success, uh, this year, uh, uh, it's weird saying it you know covid's been uh, good to us you know at part during during times uh, as golf the, the golf industry is definitely riding a wave um, and we're gonna stay on that wave as long as it's it's happening right so um yeah it's it's uh we're excited about 2022 uh building off of what uh, we have uh, we've worked on here this year uh, we're working with some new designers and, and some new you know marketing teammates so um, we're excited about building the brand outreach, you know, beyond being uh just rainwear. Focused. Okay. So,
0: anything you can share with us about how you're building out the brand?
2: Uh trying to accommodate more uh parts of the year. Okay. And uh you know, we a lot of our customers today, you know, they're they're yes, it is for the golf course, but uh, we're we're learning from our customers that it is very much a lifestyle piece too where right. they're wearing it around town right or at their kids soccer game or baseball game what have you so um, we're focused on some layering pieces you know we're focused on um, some different types of pants that aren't as uh, they don't address the elements as much maybe okay right okay and so uh, you know're we're, we're trying to uh, keep up with the uh, style trends as well with with a new design team that comes from brands like Volcom and and Quicksilver, so some uh, some experienced folks on that end that hopefully keep us uh, you know and and also expand that uh, demographic for us too. Right, right. You know where uh, we've probably floated between you know forty and and you know sixty five uh, plus range where we we love to be you know a little bit more wide. And so that comes with some more SKUs for us, um, some more products. So we'll see how it plays out, Rich, but we're, we're excited.
0: Well, one of the things that you mentioned earlier was that, you know, golfers, one, when you have rainwear, want to stay dry. And you have some things that you guys have that some others don't, like the higher collar in the back. But also you want to have that ease of swing. And your product definitely has that. Which are two of the most important things I think golfers want from rainwear.
2: Yeah, right. The, the dryness is is the obvious one, but you know I think thinking about how the collar, you know, when you're at a dress, how the collar, um, you know, doesn't impede, you know, or bother you, uh, to making sure that the seal on the zippers is right. is you know properly. Uh, constructed so you're not getting wet there um, yeah you're you're right there's some of those little details that you know were uh, we we've tried to address over time and even last year's jacket we've made strides in terms of comfort and and flexibility year over year so you know go working with our manufacturing team going back and forth and making sure that uh, we um, improved the noise factor mm-hmm. Uh as as much as we kept the waterproofness intact so it's it's an interesting process no question rich um you know we, we try to to do our best to uh make sure that it's you know you got enough issues standing over the ball yeah. right at least i do <laughs> so the last yeah. thing that you know we want to worry about is what we're wearing so we, yeah. we try to be you know part of that market that's solving that problem
0: yeah all right is Galway Bay, the only one that offers the exact size waist and inseam in rain pants. I've not seen any others. If there are,
2: there's there's just
0: a few. Okay,
2: you know, okay. and and we've. Um, but I thought that you know, was a, a while, unique
0: factor, though.
2: It is. It's, it is a pair of pants. We're unique, I think. Uh, to you know, uh, and we were for a while. And the, and there's some other folks in in that. I'll say in that space that have smartly addressed that as well, um, but it is a pair of pants, rich, and I think kind of what you're where you're taking me here is how f- a lot of our customers are wearing the pants just all day,
0: yeah, okay,
2: because they 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 can be comfortable right. right there there are bar there are belt loops uh that you know, hey, you know it's not a concern about the pants, you know you can still throw them over your shorts if you want, but most folks are walking out the door they're around or like i said to their kids game you know just wearing the rain pants yeah uh, during those times of the year so
0: well give us the website again so our listeners can go to it and uh find out more about galway bay it's
2: galwaybaygolf.com rich that's easy and i hope i yeah. hope right you yeah. know google can help too if need be oh yeah uh, but uh, it's uh Back number nine boys for 25% off our new gear.
0: Back number nine boys for a discount. We appreciate that, that's great. Hope our listeners will go to it and find out more. Tell us about the colors. I know you've done a lot in black, but now you're offering another color.
2: Yeah, we've, yeah it's a good question. So the, the, uh, we've got a really sharp black on black uh, long sleeve and full zip short sleeve this year. Uh, our pants, we have two styles, uh, you know, we call it our standard cut. Uh, and then there's a tapered or, or tailored cut as well. Uh, that is a, is a black pant. We've, uh, we've added a black uh, with sage accent, long sleeve. And then there's a really, uh, I, I'm smiling here, this, there's a white full zip uh, short sleeve that, uh, and it's, you know, there's, there's, there's a few that can pull it off, right? Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know, Rich, if you and I can, but, um, it's, a, it's a sharp jacket. So yeah. there's a few new colors, you know, that's another way we're trying to expand, um, you know, so some, some, you know, we can help with those style elements a little bit. Awesome.
0: Michael, thank you for being with us. Uh, can't thank you enough for getting up early with us on a Saturday morning and, uh, good luck at, uh, Galway Bay. Hope to see you at the PGA show.
2: Yeah, Rich, I'll be there. Uh, I'll probably be there with Galway and with V1 Sports. You got so it. Hope, hope to see you there.
0: Thanks. Thanks, Appreciate Rich. You. All right. Happy Saturday. Mike Brown with uh, Galway Bay, and uh, we're going to talk to him a little bit more. He's going to stay dry, we hope. We know he will. Our next guest is always dry, always ready to go. 17-time winner on the LPGA Tour, now an author of a new book that we're going to talk about. It's Dottie Pepper. She's coming up next on the Back Nine Boys Golf Show good morning simply the best call cards build your on word today she can't hear me. Dottie, can you hear me? I got you there. How, okay. are, how are you? Okay, good. How are you?
3: Yeah, really good. Thank you.
0: Uh, would you do me a favor and do a promo? You know we all love promos. Oh, sure. Dottie Pepper, CBS Sports. You're listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show.
3: Hi, I'm Dottie Pepper with CBS Sports, and you are listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show.
0: Awesome. One take. I love it. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Thanks.
3: Okay. Is this audio okay?
0: Yeah, audio fine. Okay, great. Great. Thank you.
3: You bet.
1: Dr. Gio sports psychologist, here with the Back Nine Boys Golf Show.
0: And welcome back. I'm Rich Stiles. I'm so thrilled to have our next guest, Dottie Pepper, um, on-course reporter for CBS Sports, 17-time winner on the LPGA Tour, including two majors and now an author. Good morning, Dottie, and thanks for being with us.
3: Good morning. Oh, getting I got Rupert on my lap. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> just we just in a shot, balance the dog.
0: That's okay. So we've got two guests on the show this morning. <laughs> that's do. great. That's great. Well, I was intrigued. You texted me this morning and told me to go to your YouTube page and take a look. Yeah. I was so inspired by that. And it just seems like it's a great book about great memories and a great mentor to you.
3: Yeah. And it, it, it really um, it is all about memories and I'm not keeping them locked up in the three ring binder that's been in my office and with me for 40 plus years. It was certainly it was a COVID project. Um, it was also self publishing. So I, I was all in all the time as I still am promoting and marketing and, and all that. But it's a reminder of the things that Mr. Pulver believed in and that was hard work and resilience and um, really uh, back to fundamentals. Everything he, he taught was always about going back to the fundamentals of the game. And uh, he was a loving father of three, and I got to be the fourth.
0: <laughs> well, when did you start keeping this notebook? Was it his idea uh, or was it your idea?
3: No, this was all mine. I, I realized early on, 14 year old, very early, that I just, there was something special about the way he communicated. And there were lessons in there before we ever even hit the first time we went to the practice team. He was he was dropping little hints here and there about things to be thinking about, about ways to find information, ways to be curious about the game, the things that really mattered. And uh, so I started the summer of 1980. Were the were the first letters I wrote to him. I finished second in the state junior, and. Um, know just it was as far as my dad could take me in the game i needed somebody to teach me uh teach me more and dad knew that and i i I said yeah but i think there's somebody out there Um, he's retired and let's just see if mr Polder would take a look and as it turned out when I wrote, or he got the letter from his daughter, I was too chicken to write him directly. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote to his daughter, and I said, Madeline, do you think uh, Mr. Pulver, your dad, would consider taking me out as a student? And she said, well, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll certainly give him the letter. And he got my letter four days before his dear wife Martha passed. So in many ways, I filled a really big hole in his life, and certainly he did in mine too.
0: And when you started working with him, did you know this was going to be a long-term relationship? Did you feel it would last as long as it's lasted?
3: I hoped it would, and it's continued to last because it wasn't really just uh, the relationship with Mr. Polver. I had played golf competitively against his wife, Martha, before she passed. And continue to this day to hear from the two remaining children. They lost their, the, the baby brother of, of the three they lost seven years ago. Uh, George played, George Jr. played high or, um, Little League Baseball with my dad. So it really is a wow. relationship that was about family going back uh, into the 60s. Um, I came into the world of the Culver family in the 80s and it's continued now 40 plus years later.
0: So you have this binder with notes and letters mm-hmm. and all kinds of communication. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you to put all that together for you to get the book out? Because you said you've been doing it yourself,
3: I yeah I did. I I had um, I did have a a publishing firm in Traverse City, Michigan that that has they they can t- shop it around to big publishers, or they can help you self-publish, and that's what I did okay. with a, a wonderful editor by the name of Doug Weaver, and then my designer was Martin Miller is Martin Miller and his firm in Miller Brown out of Sacramento. And Martin's worked a lot. Of, you know, I know Martin through my work at the Masters. He's an amazing photographer and is there throughout the year, uh, photographing the small and the big of what happens at the tournament and the golf course and the landscape and everything that goes into the tournament. Uh, and I also knew Martin from his work with my husband on the project at the Honorable Company at Muirfield, going back and, and covering the details of the original rules of golf. So he was a real detailed guy but understands the game and he turned out a beautiful, beautiful product. Um, it was early on in my research into just the stuff I had in my house because I also had another folder full of, of what were co- considered the forbidden, I guess kind of forbidden fruit. Mr. Buller didn't <laughs> want me really getting too involved in the te- technical part of the game. He didn't right. want me to get too bogged down by, as, as he called, thinking about where your eyebrows were. Uh, so there was a folder that his family gave me after he passed, and it was full of all of these clippings, as I came to find out. They were exactly what I thought they'd be. Rich, they were full of um, his underlinings, highlighting, and scribblings in the margins, exactly what wow. he agreed with, didn't agree with, from all from going back to 1960. This, art, this is a pretty fat little folder. Yeah. What I was not prepared to find in that folder, however, uh, was every letter that I had written to him. Hmm. And that's when I, I realized that I had, I had more than just a book about his letters, which was going to be just a little paperback and, and it really just a few comments on on each letter. Yeah. That finding my letters to him, made me realize how much my my relationship meant to him, our relationship meant to him, and that it needed to be something much more significant.
0: Well, you said something about the the technical aspect, and that about your eyebrows. Do you think now that a lot of people are looking at golf, trying to improve too much technically and not enough with feel and what's up here?
3: I think it's easy to cross that very jagged line and there's so much technology out there. There's so much that can be delivered on your doorstep the next day. Um, and you can literally, you know, we used to joke about being able to buy a game at the PGA show. Now (laughs) you you almost can. Yeah. But I I think we're human beings and we don't wake up feeling the same way every day. We have emotions tied into it and emotions aren't tied into technology. Really the way, um, you know, the whoop might know how your heartbeat's going and and how, what your respiration, (laughs) your respiration rate is. But I, I think he he was a more about the whole person, whether uh, um, on the golf course and away from the golf course, feeling that that would turn out um, a balanced person. who could take the crap that the game really fires at you all right. the time.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's hard to because you get to a stage as you got in your career to win majors, to win a lot of championships where the mechanics aren't as important because that's muscle memory. And it's what's up here that is going to bother you when you're over a putt or when you need to make a birdie on a hole.
3: Or the thing that could set you apart on, on the positive Correct. aspect. Correct. The key was, he was always about that, that it was going to take resilience. It was going to be, be, take tough as nails. It was going to be working on your mental strength that was going to separate you. I mean, I was not the most gifted uh, athlete or, or ball striker, but I could grind it out. Yeah. And. And, and I, could, I could rely on what I had that day. And that was probably my greatest strength. I tried not to have any huge weaknesses, as far as if you look at somebody breaking down from, from statistic to statistic, all the categories. Um, not having weaknesses, I, I believe, is a strength. But if I could stand, I, I could outgrind, outgrind anybody and, and be in the game longer.
0: Well, give us the website so our listeners can go to it and buy your book. Uh, I'm fascinated by what I've seen and read so far.
3: Thank you. It's pretty simple. It's dottypepper.net. <laughs> and uh, I just actually <laughs> relaunched the website last Friday. So it's it's really beautifully done. And there's, there's also a blog in there. Uh, I've got some news events, um, little things that have been happening with the book signings coming up. Um, what's going on away from really just away from CBS and, and the book itself. I'll do you know, Sky Golf next week for the Soul High Cup. So that's on there. And so it's a way to kind of keep up with me. But the book is on there, and it's super easy through Shopify. It's a, an amazing system. You can fire it right through. Oh. But I encourage people to, as I did with you this morning, to get on there and look at the trailer. Yeah. The trailer was was really, really well done. And, and I'll, I'll kind of shoot the backside back of the book first. I shot that trailer, or I voiced that trailer, the morning I got the last letter in the book. Oh wow! I stopped at the at the post office, and it was a letter from George Jr. that never made it to me at Furman University. Hmm. His other daughter had copied it and sent it to me because they were still throwing things at me. Sure. As we were getting ready to to really finish um, and get stuff uploaded to go to the to the printer, we did it on a real printing press in Missouri, so we had a deadline to fit into their queue. And I got this letter, and Rich, I mean, I bawled. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh! What? How am I going to go voice this thing? <laughs> <laughs> I just so it took a couple minutes to get my act together, but uh, it was one of those things. I remember calling, calling Martin and calling Doug and saying, "Guys, uh, we're we're at exactly where we needed to be for 208 pages. There's a magical number about going to printing press with 208 total pages." I said, "But well, we got to figure out a way to get these two pages in there and move other stuff." And sure enough, they did. And it it was it was the punctuation mark that needed to be on the book. It was hmm. it's just amazing. So yeah, it's all on dottypepper.net and, and take a look at the trailer, it's, it's pretty cool.
0: It is pretty cool. And I thank you for giving me that tip this morning. Um, when you go, what is probably, the, when you think about the book, now that you've got it written, now that you've thought about all these years that you've gone back, what is one thing that comes to mind that you learned from Mr. Pulver that really has stayed with you throughout the years?
3: I think it's really about being resilient uh, because it's the golf golf. You have to fight through It's It's a joy to fight through it, but it's really about never giving up and knowing that he, he liked to say, you know, at, at, when you least expect it, most your game would turn around or something could spark a turnaround. So don't give up, <laughs> be in there until that spark hits. And, and he was, he was always, um, he was, he was pretty, he was straight up about, things I needed to do mechanically, the foundations that needed to be there, the fundamentals, working on good bunker play, uh, continuing to look at equipment, trying to be curious about the game, about architecture. But I think that the neat thing about this book is that it comes full circle because he was often leave me letters with books to read on the game. Oh, wow. And and they they did, they covered everything from architecture to the masters, to Bob Jones, to Sam Snead, to to travel uh, it, through the uk I mean places that places and people that would help me understand the game more so be so to be able to give him back the gift of a book uh, was 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 pretty amazing because his family did give me part of his golf library when he passed
0: so that's a great way to put it great way it's to put cool it work. do you miss playing competitively
3: uh i miss no i do not miss playing competitively because what i do with being on the air, I, I believe, is pretty competitive. Being being ready to go every day, um, I miss playing good golf, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't really miss playing bad golf and my body hurting so badly. Right. But I, I look at my job now as being competitively ready to go every time. Three, two, one. We're on the air. Happens. Right.
0: Well, you're doing a great job. You've got a great team too. I know you've done sports yeah. with other you know, networks, but you are doing such a great job on CBS. I got a text the other day from somebody and said I listen to her all the time and I love she adds something that the others just don't.
3: Well thank you. I think that that goes back to Mr. Pulver too. He added a lot.
0: <laughs> he had a lot for you to help you with that. Well Dottie yeah. we've got to take a quick break. We'll be back with Dottie Pepper talking about her book Letters to a Future Champion, my time with Mr. Pulver will be coming up next on the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. We'll be right back with Dottie Pepper.
3: This is Hudson Swafford of the PGA Tour, and you're listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show.
0: And welcome back. We appreciate you being with us, and we appreciate having the opportunity to talk and see Dottie Pepper. Dottie, let's jump to the FedEx playoffs. I know we're kind of in the midst. we got the Tour Championship coming up. Uh, Big, big win for Tony Finau last week.
3: Huge win for Tony Finau. Yeah. Uh, One of the really great guys on Tour, too. Yeah. I was so happy for him, for his family, for Boyd Summerhays, his teacher. I texted Boyd late, late, late uh, Sunday. Well, what was it? What was it? When did we end? <laughs> I guess it was Monday night <laughs> that we ended last week. Um, I, just, you know, it, 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 we were covering the event in Phoenix when he lost to Webb Simpson in the playoff, and his wife and all the kids, Tony's wife and all the kids, were back left of the green there um, when he had a putt to win there and didn't, and then Webb hold it on, hold it to win and, and just the crush, the kids, and seeing them cry. Um, we were trying to get back to the compound and, and waiting uh, outside the clubhouse, and the kids piling in their big truck and heading home, and they were all so upset because they wanted to be there when their dad won. So it's um, it's just so good for Tony. And it, it, that's that's a good good heart-tug win for golf, oh, too. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. That first win is always, okay, I've been working this hard, I got my first win, but that second win sometimes becomes even harder because it kind of solidifies the fact that you won once.
3: It, it really, it, it, to yourself, it's it's a stamp of, I don't know, it's just reinforcement. Yeah. I mean, everybody knew Tony was had all the tools to do it. It was just a matter of when that was going to happen. And, and it was funny, I was reading the transcripts last week, and one of the reporters asked Tony, after he got off to such a nice start, Okay, so you think we're you know when are you tired of us idiots asking you the same question about when you're going to win again? So the <laughs> reporter referred to himself and and knowing that these were these were um, you know questions that kept lagging and lagging, hanging on. And Tony never snapped at anybody. He never yeah. He always just, just really thoughtfully answered the questions and told them. He said, "You know, hey, it it hurts to lose. Yeah. And someday it's going to turn around."
0: Yeah, I mean, he's had a great career. It's not a money thing. It's just a point of getting back into the winning circle.
3: It's W's, right?
0: Yeah. All right. So speaking of snapping, let's talk about Bryson and Brooks. Um, Is the rival, I know they now say it's over prior to the Ryder Cup, but Mm -hmm. was it real or was it just for the PIP money?
3: I think it was pretty real. (laughs) I think (laughs) think Bryson really gets under Brooks' skin. Yeah. (laughs) Really do. Uh, if I'm, you know, the hindsight, I think it you know, probably helps them both in the PIP mess that they got going on there, but, um, I think it's pretty genuine. And, and I believe also that they'll generally, genuinely put it behind them to get through the Ryder cup. Now, yeah. who knows whatever happens behind, behind the doors of, of, um, things when, when the Ryder cup is all over, but right. I, I, I think there, well, first of all, there's such respect for Steve Stricker, that if he asks two players to, you know, just come on, let's, let's, let's get moving in the direction of, of our team of frankly, of professionalism and, and for our country, right? Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's put this to bed.
0: And a long time ago that didn't work with Tiger and Phil, but that's another story. And that's in the past.
3: That's in the past too. But yeah. I, I do think um, at the first part, people say, Oh, you know, what do you think about all that? Has it, I don't know, it doesn't bother me. I think there's a the rivalry and a little a little zing every once in a while doesn't hurt. You, know, you always you, know, you had that Arnold and Jack weren't really close.
0: Right, right.
3: And, you know, certainly Norman had his foes. And I just didn't think it was all that bad. Yeah, Tiger, Phil. And, yeah. and now they're, now they're they, like you said, they've put it behind them. And I think they're pretty darn good friends. Yeah. They give each other the needle. Yeah. But I think they're pretty good friends.
0: Yeah. All right. So how impressed were you with Bryson's 60? Yesterday, at the BMW,
3: that was that was way cool. And I I watched I watched the last putt. Like, oh my gosh, he just plain old pulled it. Yeah, it was just cool.
0: Yeah,
3: and you you tell yourself whatever you know they misread it or whatever. So you so you go forward. I mean, Johnny Miller never hit a bad putt. You know, it always hit something or it it was not his fault. (laughs) So he believed he was really a good putter. And I think there's that mentality that that you have to have. But now today today's the big day. Yeah, Uh, can you back it up and The whole key for him is if he drives the golf ball, look out. Yeah. And he seems to have figured out driving the golf ball again.
0: Yeah, I saw yesterday that he hit an eight iron, two hundred and forty yards. I mean, it's unheard of.
3: It is unheard. Now understand that the you know the the lofts and lies are
0: right different, are
3: all jacked up. But still, and, and as is he. I yeah. mean, he looks really <laughs> strong again. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought a couple of weeks ago when he came back from from being sick that he he looked he looked then uh, well he looked like he did two years ago right um, but he just didn't have you could tell he was almost dehydrated there wasn't a lot of energy there just wasn't right it wasn't the brace, the full to full go brazen we're, we're used to seeing uh, but uh, yesterday he, he looks like he's he's back
0: and do you think you'll be able to carry it through who's your choice to kind of you know, I see Rahm and Cameron Smith having something to prove, but Rahm is up there at least within striking distance.
3: Rom's never gone. That's the thing. He's, every time he's he tees always it there. up, yeah. he's always in there. So he, yeah, he is my pick to, to get through. And also, remember he's had, he's only played, he's played very little golf over the last eight weeks coming in where the other players are starting to get on, on the downside of the fuel tank. His is not, that's not the case for him.
0: Yeah. We've got about a minute left. Solheim Cup, Ryder Cup. You're excited to be at both. I mean, I'm thrilled for you with Sky Sports. Uh, we you. talked to the tournament director of the that the Solheim Cup's going to be played at last week. Uh, that's going to be a great event.
3: It is going to be a great event. I talked to Judd Silverman this week. And that's and who it was. Also, it was Judd. Yeah. Love Judd. Go yep. back way, way, way yep. back. Yeah. And good on him for, for Gavin for getting that event to Toledo and where they're gonna blow it out, not just at the golf course at Inverness, but all downtown. Oh yeah. Opening ceremonies downtown, really bring the crowd out and 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 corporately it's been supported amazingly well.
0: Yes. Yeah. So but-
3: I'm I'm really proud of him. I'm I'm happy for him and and I, I'm, I'm excited to, to – I, I have so many friends over in the U.K. and Ireland that only only get um, what the world feed is. Right. So I'm going to actually be live with them for the first time. Awesome. And, and, and bringing an American perspective because when you're – when I've done the Ryder Cup, um, when I've done the Solheim Cup, when I've done a Walker Cup, you're supposed to walk right up the middle. And There's no we coming out of your mouth. So right. you're not going – you're not going – you're not picking a side. They actually want me to pick a side on this and be the American (laughs) voice. So I think it's going
0: to be kind of fun. Dottie, thank you for being with us. Have a great day, and uh, just thank you again. Thank
3: you. I appreciate it, All right.
0: Dottie Pepper, great guest. Eddie Fernandez, Michael Brown from Galway Bay, we appreciate you listening to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you next week.
3: You've been listening
0: to the Back Nine Boys Golf Show with Rich Styles. Go to BackNineBoys.com for all things golf whenever you want it. We'll be back next week with an all new Back Nine Boys at
3: BackNineBoys.com.